Nerd Talk, Dork Talk, Real Talk, the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. Life is short, so while we're here, let's nerd out. Hey, what up? It's the Kenny Ho Show. The second new episode this week. Back-to-back days. It's a new record for me. But it's too big an event to have just happened for me not to get on mic and talk about it here a bit. You know what I'm talking about. The Rogue One teaser trailer has dropped. What did you think? How did you react to it? Were you like me? Did you almost cry? Now... Almost, being the operative word, I didn't cry because I'm kind of dead on the inside. But if I weren't, pretty sure I would have shed a couple tears. But we'll get to that in a second. I'm going to hit you up with some bad news. No, I'm not going out of business. And before you put, oh no, that, no, I know because it's, that would be good news comment. I already made it. I already ran through that through my head. I beat you to it. But no, the bad news I'm talking about is Netflix, here in Canada anyway, is going up from $7.99 up to $9.99. I mean, this did happen a while back for newcomers. This is the the $7.99 was the grandfathered price. And they kept their promise for two years not to raise it. But I don't know. I thought I had another year and a half to go. When? How did two years fly by without me noticing? But I suppose if you put in as many hours into the likes of Fallout 4 and NBA 2K like I do, two years zips by just like that. Now when I woke up to this this morning and read that I'd be ponying up an extra couple bucks for Netflix, it crossed my mind to cut it. Did you? Were you like me and you were like, you know what? I don't really use Netflix all that much. It's there. I go on it basically to see what stuff is available for me to watch but then never actually watch any of it has that happened to you before like there's a solid five six movies and like 10 tv series whether it be cartoons or live action that i'm like damn i gotta watch this two years later haven't watched any of it but i've decided i'm not gonna cut it it's only 10 bucks a month no big deal you know i'll just have one less cheeseburger a month or something it'll probably do me some good i'll I'll be less of a fatty and that's always a good thing. But I'm not doing it strictly because, oh, it's only 10 bucks. It's because it's only 10 bucks that buys me once or twice a year Marvel content. Yes, it's the pilot project that's turned out to be really, really successful. And for me as a fan, very, very rewarding. If they weren't doing the Defenders, meaning more Jessica Jones, more Daredevil, more Punisher, I'd probably get rid of it. Like, there's enough things in life that I tell myself I'm going to do and not do. That doesn't cost me anything fiscally anyway. I don't need a Netflix for that. Learn a second language. I have Rosetta Stone. It's just there. Photoshop. That might be useful in my field. But that would cost me an arm and a leg. It is pretty expensive to get Photoshop. So, I let myself off the hook for that one. But, you know, I'm sure I could scour the net and figure out how to pick up babes. Nah, I'm good with being single. Except for those days that I'm not. Once upon a time used to be called every day. 
But as I grow older and more jaded and more tired, those are called once in a blue moon. Thank goodness for indifference. But anyway, Netflix, honestly, is it necessary? Well, if you're a social dude who gets babes to come over to the house for Netflix and chill, then I suppose the key ingredient or one of those key ingredients is Netflix. You gotta have it. But I never do that. So technically, I could really just stream the stuff. There's enough sites that has basically everything, even Netflix exclusives that you could stream. I don't know, the quality's not the same. And they're usually a pain in the ass. They're full of, like, spammy ads whenever you click on it. So in that regards, definitely Netflix. And another pro is it does beat buying a bunch of DVDs. Like, how many movies do you have that, A, you probably never got around to watching, or B, had to pay, like, 30 bucks for it and watched it the one time? Like that, that movie, Across the Galaxy. I'm pretty sure I paid like 20 bucks for it. I thought it was a sci-fi movie. Now, this was years ago before like I was adept to the internet where I should have just Googled that thing. I think this was pre-Google being nearly as popular and as integral as it's become in our lives. I didn't Google this thing. I thought it was a sci-fi movie. I watched, I don't know, like half an hour of it. I'm like, what the hell is this fruity tooty Beatles-loving, convoluted love story? Bullshit appearing on my screen. I thought this was a sci-fi movie. What the hell is this crap? I mean, to be fair, I'm sure I'd enjoy it if I were on an acid trip. It was one of those types of movies. But yeah, if I had Netflix back then, I would have clicked on it and been like, this isn't what I thought. No harm done. I can move on to the next thing. And in Canada, this is a bold move by Netflix because there's actually competition here in Canada. I don't know what it's like around the world, but in Canada we have Show Me and Crave TV. Both are basically Netflix is the same uh, model. It's the monthly fee, then you stream whatever the hell you want. And you know what? To be fair, they both have pretty good content. In fact, Crave actually has all the shows I'm into. They have Orphan Black, Smallville, Arrow. I think The Flash is on there now. I'm assuming in the near future, Supergirl is going to be on there. So they have everything I like, actually. And I'm pretty sure it's cheaper. I think it's like five bucks a month. But it's just, it's just weird doing anything other than Netflix. Like, if you're in a conversation, you're at a party, and and someone's like, oh, have you seen Daredevil? Like, oh, do you have Netflix? You're like, oh, no, I have Show Me. Like, they're going to make a face at you and be like, what the hell is Show Me? It's like Heinz. There's no other kinds. Like, if I use anything other than Heinz, any other brand of ketchup, I feel like I'm poor. Which I am, but I don't want to feel that way. And, like, if I did... Show Me or Crave, I'd feel the same way. And like Show Me, I think is actually more expensive. It's like $10.99. So if you're listening to this and you're considering Show Me, don't do it. If for nothing else, it's because I'm not on Roger's payroll and I refuse to advertise anything for them. If you want to give me a job at some point, I will talk up Show Me like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I will argue belligerently against Netflix at that point, but for now, don't do it. You're going to feel real poor even though you're going to pay a buck or two more. For a service that basically has all the same movies and all the same shows as Netflix, minus the stuff I really want, and if you're listening to the show, probably the stuff that you really want, Marvel. Honestly, Netflix, you need to thank the blind psychopath and that war vet with PTSD for my continued business. Uh, I'm talking about Daredevil and the Punisher, not like your your blind cousin who is depressed because he's 
that's blind. He, he can't see. He can't... He doesn't know what warmth is on him. Is it sunlight or am I beside a radioactive machine and all I see is darkness? And Punisher, Punisher, I don't... I don't mean your uncle who served in the war. You know, the same guy who struggles with everyday life. You know... A, a car backfiring sets him off. Brings him right back to when when his boy Johnny died, right next to him. Told him to go home and take care of Betsy for him, but... Turns out Betsy's a whore, and she moved the hell right on. Like, 20 minutes after he got on the boat. Man, I thought I was being witty. But this just got real dark. Real fast. See Netflix, this is why you shouldn't raise prices... Nobody wins. The Kenny Ho Show, episode 66, will cover Rogue One and Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Yes. Uh, gangster there for a second. It's foreign territory for me. I'm a little scared of myself right now. So let's quickly move on from that. You know what, because it's showtime. Let's go. State your name for the record. Jen Urso. Now, I almost cried right off of the top. That music, mm, nothing better than a little bit of Star Wars music. Forgery of Imperial documents, possession of stolen property, aggravated assault, resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15, reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? <laughs> I rebel. And the blasters. Like, it's these little things that I think get to us Star Wars geeks on a subliminal level. You know, it's something nostalgic. Like, right then and there, I'm just like, take my money. I don't even care if it's not good. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. Like, I watch this trailer a few times, and I'm still fighting back tears every time. When you have a trailer that does that, that movie can't be bad. No, no, don't argue. Let's just go with that. Looky here, Mon Mothma is in the movie. It turns out she was actually also in Revenge of the Sith, which I'm like, when the hell was she in that movie? So I googled it, and it turns out there's a scene with her and Bail Organa and Padme sitting at a table. And you'll recognize it's her because she has the same damn haircut. This woman's had the same haircut for 40 years. Lady, I understand being consistent in life and following a routine, but... Holy crap, let your hair out once in a while, and you can't do that if you got short hair, because it's always down, and it ain't impressing anybody. Maybe a lesbian, but nobody else. Not that any of us would have noticed the difference anyway, A, because of the haircut, and B, because who the hell knew she was in episode 3? But the actress from that movie, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, returns to play Mon Mothma in this one. We have a mission for you. And then the scene here with the battle star just floating out in front of the Death Star with the big shadow cast. Well, originally I thought it was, it looked like like the Death Star had a cloaking device or something and it was being uncloaked. I'm like, holy crap, that's so cool. But it turns out it's, uh, it's like the Death Star weapon, the dish part, and the massiveness of that casting a shadow on itself. They have found another way to have another cool 
Star Destroyer scene, like, you know, like the first scene out of Star Wars, that's captured my imagination again. Oh, I'm so looking forward to this movie. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Now, here's the problem. Yes, the girl knows the plan. She hears you loud and clear. But we know what happens. We know that even though I'm assuming they get the plans and they figure out the weakness, that means nothing for a really long time. That's the problem with prequels. Like, you know what's going to happen. I, don't, I wouldn't say it, it takes you out of it. If they tell a compelling story, it's a compelling story. But here's the thing. Like, as much as I loved Anakin and Padme, you knew it wasn't going to end well for them. And here, you know millions of voices are going to get silenced all at once before this mission means anything. But either way, it should be a fun journey. This Imperial alarm is both disturbing and comforting at the same time. Like a stripper giving a lap dance. Ah, yes. Now, this buddy, the dude in white, is that supposed to be Tarkin? He sure as hell looks like him. And he was in that scene at the end of the Revenge of the Sith. He's around. So I'm assuming that's him. What will you do when they catch you? What will you do if they break you? One of my favorite scenes in this whole trailer, Ip Man himself, Donnie Yen. When I heard he was in the movie, my holy crap. An Asian dude in Star Wars? I thought they were going to westernize him, give him a blaster, but nope. Like, here, take yourself a staff. Whoop some ass Shaolin style, buddy. This is like the best. If you continue to fight. Well, until it gets to this scene, because this is the best, coolest, craziest scene in this entire trailer. Jin with two blasters, running like a boss. And then this, this new AT-AT type of thing turns his friggin' head and he's got blasters on his friggin' head and it shoots down two guys without even thinking. Then again, it's a machine. You don't want it thinking. That's how Skynet happens. Tay and you, I'm looking at you. What will you become? Now at the end here, what is this friggin' outfit she's wearing? It's very Vader-esque. I'm assuming it's Imperial, so... Which leads me to this next thought. It begs the question, is she going undercover? Or is she legitimately going dark side? Will this be a tale of her getting in on the inside and making all her friends and allies hate her and feeling betrayed and regret being ever associated with her only to find out she was fronting ya or backing ya or whatever? She only went dark side to steal the plans of the Death Star because that's the only way she could do it. And y'all make up with a round of bantha milk and sin sticks. Or is she legit a woman who steals your heart, tells you she loves you, and you two will spend the rest of your life jumping from galaxy to galaxy only to find her in bed with your buddy Rooster after a long smuggling mission where you almost died, but you didn't because you thought of her face the whole time, and that's what got you through it. How could she do this to you, you whore, you bitch, I hate you. I mean... Does Vader offer her a big old contract that she can't say no to and, like, just jump ship? Because if you listen closely, like, really closely, 
I think you can hear Vader's breathing, like the moment she turns around, the moment where she, sh- like right here. Become. Become. I think that's it. I'm pretty sure that's Vader breathing. Like he's supposed to be in it, so I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm glad they didn't show him in this teaser, save him for later. Hopefully save him for the movie. Because I would have liked it if they saved the Yoda versus Darth Tyrannus lightsaber battle for the movie and not friggin' spoil it in the trailer. Please, make up for that by keeping Vader just for the movie. Or like in one scene to blow people's socks off in a trailer. <sighs> what did you think of this trailer? Amazing, right? Like at first, I don't know about you, but I really didn't care for, for Lucas selling his company to Disney. Because you knew the mouse wasn't going to pay $4 billion and then not do anything with the property. You knew they were going to do a bunch of movies. I mean, immediately they announced the the new trilogy, which, you know, at the time you didn't know if it was going to be good. I'll always back the prequels, but let's face it, they are not even close to the quality of the originals. And then, like, news broke out that 1313 got canceled. I'm like, what the hell is Disney doing? But then it turns out... What Disney was doing was finding a way to crack the code. They streamlined everything to their liking, which is now my liking, because they figured out how to make Star Wars movies. They figured out how to recapture that magic of the original and infuse current day movie making sensibilities into making these brand new badass movies. I'm looking forward to them. I hope you are too, except for the young frackin' Han Solo movie. That movie, I might watch. I'll probably watch, but who knows? Maybe in a few years, when Netflix is like 15 bucks, I'll just catch it on there. Oh, oh look. Looks like we got another caller. <sighs> All right, let's try this. Yellow. Get, get out of here. Final Fantasy VII, the remake, is going to be episodic. That's not news, but the news is, when they say episodic, they mean, like, Final Fantasy Thirteen, and not, like, Life is Strange. Final Fantasy Thirteen, if, if you're not familiar, is a trilogy. There's three games, and they're all full games. They're, like, you know, 30, 40-hour experiences each, I think. I only played the first one, and I never made it through to the end, so I don't know. But, you know, I played it for a while, so... It's a big game, and it's good to hear Final Fantasy VII is going to be broken into big, meaty chunks. Which, it makes sense. The original, if you remember, it came in three discs. Or was it four? So, they're, you know, back then, you paid $100 for all four or three or four discs. Now, you're paying 80 90 bucks for one at a time. So, yes, it's going to cost you a hell of a lot more, but it costs them more to make now, too. Well, I think so. I'm okay with this. I mean, if they release one year apart, whatever. It's not a big deal. Following the Final Fantasy thirteen model is fine, as long as we're just talking about length in game and not quality of game, because I don't hear good things about the back two Final Fantasy thirteens. These better surpass the hell out of all those. Or depression may sink in once again for Olkeho. And when that happens, the Kenny Ho show goes from jokes and fun to me crying about Cutter Girl. And ain't nobody want to hear about that. Like, the anticipation for a Final Fantasy VII remake and the fact that Star Wars, we just had an episode, completely dedicated to a teaser trailer for a Star Wars movie tells me nostalgia is clearly the way to go. 
Now, everything's being remade, everything's being rebooted, and not everything works. Yes, there's something to, if you can't do something new, let's do and redo an old franchise. But part of that is you gotta do it well, and there has to be a demand for it. Like, there is no demand for a RoboCop, there's no demand for a Total Recall. I never watched Total Recall, but I thought the RoboCop was pretty good, actually. But there was no demand for it, so it's not going to happen. You're not going to create a new successful franchise if nobody wants to watch it. The key to having successful franchises is people showing up to watch them. Like, take for example, The Kenny Ho Show. I do it every week. And you know, I like to think at times I do it well. But because nobody gives a frack, doesn't matter how good I am or will get, until there's a demand, the show will not be a commercial success. And I will not be able to sell out just yet. Like, just look at it. Look at... Like, what what does the world really love? Both men and women, you know, to whatever extent. We all want sexy girls doing, well, just about anything. It doesn't matter how bad their content is, but we always want more hot, sexy girls doing something. And when that happens, we throw our money at it. Look at Anna Kornikova. She wasn't very good at tennis. I don't think she ever won a title in her whole life. Not a major title, anyway. I'm sure she picked up a couple of Russian titles, but nothing at the major level. But every time she decided to go on the court, place was packed to the rafters. Willa Ford. You remember Willa Ford? Not very good at music, but she was very, very, very attractive. And she had multiple singles. The fact that she has more than one song proves that you don't have to be good to be popular. And of course, the most obvious of all examples, the Kardashians. Their show has zero substance, yet it's renewed year after year after year after year these cats aren't very talented but they well not all of them just basically kim and kendall is it they're good to look at so when kim posts a photo it's not even actually nude she got black bars put over the the good parts and it gets like a million likes so keep that in mind do what is in demand that's how drug dealers are rich now if you'll excuse me I'm going to go sing Teardrops on my guitar because I just realized I'm not in demand. All right, that's it. That's another episode of the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. Thank you for tuning in. That's two in a row this week. That breaks a record. I don't think it's going to happen again. So enjoy it while it lasts. All right, until next time, Lindsay Fonseca, I hope you're listening and I hope you're impressed. Toodles! Toodles!